Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018. That's right, the first episode of a new year. I hope everybody enjoyed uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, however you celebrated the occasion. We didn't put out any benefits breakdown episodes on Christmas or on New Year's. I decided just to leave the holidays alone, but we did put out an an episode uh, with Billy Hurley last week. Billy Hurley being the only uh, military veteran currently on the PGA Tour. Uh, Very cool conversation with him talking about his naval service, pursuing a, a career in golf, uh, and much more. It's uh, Billy's a cool guy, and his perspective on being a veteran in a professional uh, sports environment uh, is a cool one. This week's interview is going to be with Leapy Kim. Leapy is uh, out in LA pursuing a career in Hollywood. We're going to talk to her about many things uh, because she's done quite a bit in her uh, in her short career. But before we get there, uh, a couple things I want to note. They have opened up guidance on the Veterans Day poster submissions. Now, for those of you that don't know, the official Veterans Day poster that VA uses uh, are on Veterans Day uh, is a is submitted and selected through a contest. Um, and so each year, uh, designers submit their uh, submit their poster ideas, and then a committee sort of uh, you know slowly lessens the group, lessens the group, and finally makes a decision. Um, You can go to blogs.va.gov to see a blog post uh, that describes that guidance. Um, The key things, um, if it's something that interests you, the key things to start keeping in mind right now is the the visuals have to be fully inclusive of all veterans. uh, And that, you know, includes all branches, includes all eras, includes all occupations. That's the real challenge, I believe, in it. Uh, last year, it was the it was Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I know they've done an eagle. I think they've done a flag. So um, there are there are image imagery and symbolism that you can use, but uh, definitely has to be inclusive of all veterans. Secondly. I will be at the Student Veterans of America National Conference down in San Antonio uh, talking to student veterans about using the GI Bill, their experience with it, uh, best practices that they have on their campuses, uh, and I hope to be curating a lot of that uh, and either putting it here out here on the podcast, we'll put it into blog form, hopefully get some video out as well. Um, but we want to we want to uh, take advantage of the fact that there's so many veterans in one spot that are that are using a product that is so uh, so valuable and important. We want to pass on any best uh, um, best practice information, not only for using the GI Bill, but uh, the campus life that a lot of student veterans uh, go through uh, and experience while they're while they're a student. I recently put out a blog on how to make the best of your time at the national conference and just a couple things that I want to point out um, if you are going that I, that I really want people to to remember and keep in mind um, the first one is you know get to know the other up-and-comers this is really big in any networking situation outside of a conference or not if you're networking if you're at an event um, I know a lot of people get sort of distracted by the opportunity to get in front of a CEO or in front of a, a decision maker and that's definitely uh, it's definitely valuable to do that uh, but also get to know the other people that are that are both in your line of work and not that are sort of on at, at the same point in their career because 
um, you know, two, three years down the lo- down the road after you've built and nourished that relationship, um, you know, they may they may think of you the next time that you know their employer is is hiring. Um, and that's especially important when you have a different skill set because then you're not competing with them. You're you're adding value to any other uh, endeavor um, or car- career opportunities they see um, in their realm. And the other one is to be and dress professional. And I, I know that I know that, that maybe sounds like a given, but when we're around familiar faces, and I think we all know when veterans get together and start talking shop, uh, things start getting really comfortable, really familiar. Sometimes we sort of let down our guard on the stories we're telling, the language we're using. Uh, do remember that it is a professional atmosphere, uh, and you don't know who's going to be an earshot uh, of you and um, the group that you're talking to or the person you're talking to. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, look your best. There's going to be a lot of organizations and companies that are interested in veterans, um, both to collaborate with and to hire. And if, if that's something that you're looking for when you attend NatCon, uh, you should um, you know, be prepared for that. Be dressed professionally. Blogs.va.gov is where you can find the rest uh, of what I talk about. There's five other points in it that I make on preparing for uh, not only this national, not only not just this national conference, but really any conference uh, or networking situation. I know employment's a big deal uh, in the veteran space. So I wanted to make sure that veterans had some ideas on how to prepare for such events. Marine Corps veteran Leapy Kim. She's out in Hollywood. She is. Uh, she has a young career in entertainment. She does. Uh, stunt doubling. She does. Uh, she has some producer credits. It's really admirable. She's going to talk to us um, about her military career, her transition, her experience out there in in Los Angeles, uh, and um, what she's really been enjoying about it. What challenges uh, she's come across and maybe she didn't anticipate. Uh, it's a really good conversation. I know you're going to enjoy it. There are nearly 2 million women veterans who served and deserve the best care anywhere. VA offers comprehensive primary care, specialty care, mental health care, and women's health specialty care. Women veterans who are interested in receiving care at VA should call the Women Veterans Call Center at 1-855-VA-WOMEN or contact the nearest VA Medical Center and ask for the Women Veterans Program Manager. For more information about benefits, visit www.va.gov slash womenvet. And, and you pronounce your name Leapy, right? Yes. Yes. Like rhymes, rhymes with sleepy. Yeah. If you had a nickel for every time someone got that wrong, how would you be able to retire? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, seriously. <laughs> I, I literally use that uh, lingo, you know, like since I was a kid. Like yeah. since I can't remember, I'm just like, it's Leapy. But sometimes after a while, I just kind of let it slide. If if it's just someone I'm – you know, like if, if, if I go to Starbucks or something and they're just like – uh, which, you know, and then I was like, you know, I'm not going to correct them. So, uh, we start every, uh, every interview with the, the same, the same topic. And that is the decision to join the United States military. Cause that's the one thing that we as veterans, that's the one thing we all have in common, no matter how different our services are, we all decided to join, uh, bring us back to that decision for you. Um, I honestly, I've joined, I joined the Marines, um, for various reasons. Um, one of the biggest one was, um, you know, when 9-11 happened, I was actually a senior in high school. So right then and there, I, I just pretty much told myself, I'm like, you know, I really want to serve my country. You know, and of course, at that time, a lot of people were angry and upset. So that was like the biggest reason. Um, 
but also other reasons is just because, you know, growing up in Philly, I just always felt that, you know, everyone kind of either go to college or work. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Well, I sort of did, but I didn't, I, I really wanted to be self-sufficient. So I wanted to go to college, but also joining the military to help pay for it. And also, also have something to do like a challenge. Um, and why I picked the Marines is just because, come on, it's like the hardest <laughs> thing. I, you know, I know we're gonna, we're gonna get, you know, beef about this, but it's true. I mean, if you really think about it, it's the longest boot camp. They make, you know, you have to earn, to, your, you know, to be a Marine. You know, you have to do the three mile run, you know, shooting at 500 yard lines and, uh, learning how to swim. And I didn't know any, to do any of that. I, I, I didn't know how to run like two blocks without like dying. <laughs> Um, I did not shoot. I never picked up a weapon before. And I definitely, you know, being from the city, I didn't know how to swim. So I thought to myself, I was like, well, if I'm going to join a military branch, I might as well join the hardest one and say that I did that. Because then, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to do the what if, if I joined like the army or the, again, not I give, I give them props for, you know, being them, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying the Marines, you know, it made me you know, a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I, I think there's plenty. I, all the Marines in the audience are nodding their head. Like, yes, yes, yes that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, I'm sure there's some, some army Rangers and some, uh, some special forces guys that are like thinking like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what was your occupation? What was your MOS? I started off as a basic electrician. Um, and then when I, got promoted to uh, NCO, um, I, I pick up a second billet, which is called PWST, which is peacetime wartime service, um, which really what that means is just when our units are deployed, um, we pretty much stayed in the rear uh, to help out with like the family members. Um, like, you know, if, if the guys are overseas, we're just making sure like all the wives or the husbands um, are being taken care of and also doing a bereavement training you know, helping with yeah. funerals and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Is it what, um, how, what were the, what were, the, what were your years of service again? Well, I'm sorry. Your, your, your years of service. Eight. Yep. I, I, I did, I did, uh, uh, 2002 to 2008. I pretty much was a uh, reservist, um, reservist, but we were activated a uh, couple times. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, the name of the show is Born the Battle, but obviously we know not everybody goes to literal combat. But, um, you know, every service member has a moment of adversity, a difficulty, some sort of uh, challenge that they have to face. Tell us about an experience like that for you. Um, I honestly, throughout the time I was in the, the Marines, I think the biggest challenge is always having to keep up. Um, I think it goes through all throughout my career there. It's just, um, you know, being short, being Asian, also being a woman. Um, basically you have to kind of keep up with one of the guys, you know, either physically, emotionally, um, you know, just having to make sure you're, even though we're Marines, but I, I also felt like, well, you know, I don't want to lose my integrity as a woman, you know what I mean? So, so I would say that those are my battles and my challenges. Um, like say for example, uh, like an example, um, I was at a, one of our martial arts McMap training. And one of the things that they do in the Marines um, is called body hardening. And pretty much what that is, um, if people don't know, it's just like you kind of punch or kick each other until 
you know, you're used to it, you know, and I just remember I was, I was at this uh, training and of course I was the only woman and I got partnered with another guy, you know, I'm probably not, he's not like the biggest dude, but he was, you know, uh, shorter than most that can be my partner. And I just remember the body hardening part of it was like, you know, we were just kicking each other in the quads constantly with our boots and utes. And, uh, I just remember the whole time I was like, you know, don't show your weakness, you know, just don't cry, don't whatever. And don't say no. And, you know, at first I could tell like he was nice. He was you know, kind of sort of being gentle. And I said, no, no, you know, I'm a Marine. I can do this, you know? So harder, harder. But the more I hit it, like kick him harder because I was angry, he was kicking me harder. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole time I was like, crap, you know? So, and I finished the training. I was fine. I walked back to my, um, Instead of going back to my tent, I actually went to the the corpsman, uh, like the sick bay, and I pretty much as soon as I saw the dock, I like broke down, like my legs were like jello, and you know, but I didn't show that on my face, and I think that's you know something that I pride myself, but at the same time, I guess like later on in life, I realized like I should have said something, I should have, you know, I mean, it's no, I'm a woman. I should have just said, oh, man, you know, that 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 kind of hurt a little bit or I don't know. It's just a fine line, I guess. And those are the type of challenges I go through when I, as a Marine. Yeah. I mean, to to be fair, I remember doing body hardening and I remember like my partner swinging a little, like kicking a little too hard. And I was like, yeah, oh, chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah let, let's do the exercise. But I mean, like, I <laughs> I don't want to be limping away from this. This is exactly, I, and because of that, I was I was on uh, was at light duty for for almost a week. So it's, see, that's what I'm saying. Like those are the type of things where I like now that I think back about it, I'm like, why did I do that? That's silly. I mean, yeah, sure, it was great that I was like, you know, didn't give up. But at the same time, it's like I put myself in more, I guess, danger if if I I should have protected myself. Yeah. Um. So what, so have, you're, you're not in anymore, right? You're, you're separated. Yeah. So, so what, what prompted that transition? Uh, basically starting a family. Um, I was, my, my husband, my husband is also a Marine. Um, and he got, he's, he gotten out, uh, about, I want to say t- two years or a year pri- um, after, um, before me. And, uh, he, you know, I just, I didn't want to have us being separated. Like if we were deployed, and, you know, I just, I really wanted to separate from the military just so that we didn't have that issue of being apart, you know, either in deployment. Um, but also I wanted to pursue my career as a civilian. So, um, I think that's why I, I've gotten out. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about that career. Uh, you're out in LA in, in show business. I, uh, yeah, IMDb has shows you credits for producer, stunts, crew, actress. Sort of, sort of seems like you you do quite a quite a bit out there, uh, in as far as uh, being able to contribute to any sort of production. Um, what what inspired you know the wants to be in this industry? Um, I've so I've always wanted to be in the movie um, industry. I just don't know where, like, what part of like title of the industry. Um, like growing up, I love watching movies, you know, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan and, uh, you know, so I just love the movie business. And, uh, so that's what I went to college for. And, uh, so when I got out here to LA, I was like, okay, um, I think at that 
moment in time I wanted to be a director. Like I wanted to read, like I have a really good imagination and really wanted just to put stories together. And uh, so going through all of that, like basically working my way up from the bottom, you know, I was a PA production assistant. I was a assistant director. I did so many different, like I wore so many different hats in the business that I realized currently what I really want to do is be more physical instead of being in front of a computer all day. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just like I I just enjoy myself just being more physical. And I think that's probably why the Marines, you know, that's the reason why I joined the Marines. Yeah. So I discovered doing the whole stunts um, I, a few a few years back because um, I used to, because basically I used to be like one of those production assistants that like would carry like a big bottle, um, big case of water and like run up and down the, the hills. And uh, I realized like, like, man, you know, if I kind of could do this as like my job, why not? And uh, so I, I started working, um, I guess, freelance in the business and also um, learning martial arts um, as like a part-time thing. And just, at least I think I got, I've gotten good at it. So I just loved it so much that, um, my, my coach, um, at the gym was like, Hey, why, you know, you're so good at this. Why won't you just become a, like a real fighter? And I thought about it. I really did. I was just like, wow, you're right. Like at that time, the UFC didn't have my weight class, but I just wanted, was like, you know, maybe I should try out to be a fighter. But then I realized as I'm getting older and I have a family, well, you know, my husband, I just didn't want to start my career off like, you know, fast ending, like start off as a fighter and then like retire like two years later. So he was the one who actually told me, he's like, well, if you're going to, if you're already working in entertainment business and you're, you know, working for the UFC part time, you know, why won't you put that together and be like, why won't you become a stunt woman? And I'm like, you're right. Why, why didn't I like, why didn't I think about that? And that's how. A couple years ago, I realized, like, with uh, my skill set, people I know in the business, um, what I've learned, why not be a stunt woman? And that's yeah. how it started. Yeah. So, so, um, I mean, I, I think I think when many of us picture uh, a stunt woman, we're picturing someone taking like the big fall off of a building or, or something like that. But like, what what are some of the stunts that you've done uh, so uh, as in being a stunt woman? Um, most of it is training. Um, I've done definitely high falls, like falling off, not too, not too high, but definitely high. Lots of, um, basic stuff like rolls, jumping and um, diving into things. Um, I, the biggest stunt that I've done so far that was a little scary, but kind of cool at the same time was being dunked into a, or fully submerged into a barrel of honey. But not real honey, something that looks like real um, honey. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and just kind of holding my breath down there because it's so dense. You know, it's so thick that it's almost like very claustrophobic. You know, you're hmm. going super dark, can't open your eyes, can't even open it because, you, you know, you shouldn't. Going in your ears. Um, but that's pretty much the craziest, craziest stunt that I've done. But other than that, it's just more like basic stuff. Um, I'm hoping to sometime next year work on driving like stunt driving um and doing more crazy stuff i guess so i see that uh for this is only temporary you have a producer credit um what was your what was your contribution there as a producer 
Um, for that show, um, I pretty much help um, with um, funding um, some, some of the the uh, the show, but also having a little role in it as well. It's really small. Um, it's just I think it's a one liner, yeah. but I get to be a part of it because it was a you know the I know the actress and the writer and they're you know really cool and I just wanted to con- contribute. One of uh, one of my weird uh, bucket list items is to have a producer credit on on something like on a you know on a production and uh, and so I'm constantly searching Kickstarter for uh, like for you know because sometimes people sometimes pledge rewards will be like and we'll give you an executive credit or producer credit on IMDb or whatever uh, and I, I recently found one that was like a, a um, um, affordably priced and uh, oh, nice. yeah so i'm very i'm very excited that, that sometime next year that i could uh have a, an official producer credit on on something i'm very uh, uh that'll be my contribute to the entertainment industry awesome, <laughs> awesome well when that um happens let us know what it is and we'll, we'll you know make sure we watch it yeah absolutely it's it's supposed to be some like um adult swim type cartoon is, is how it was uh pitched some sort of obscure uh cartoon but um, which is kind of stuff that I watch. So, um, the what was what's something about the entertainment industry that surprised you that you were that either surprised you or you were not expecting when you first started getting into it? Currently, top of my head um, right now is uh, I think when I was getting in, there was just not a lot of veterans. Um, which I kind of thought that was kind of neat, but also like it was scary because at first I thought that. I should try to learn how to fit in, you know, especially transitioning out. But then I realized as years pass and really getting to know the industry a little bit more, I realized like, you know, having a skill set and a mindset that's different from everyone, you know, other people is actually a good contribution to the entertainment business. Um, I mean, there's many jobs that I've gotten like freelance, you know, uh, um, in the production business where everyone's always, uh, complimenting me on how like how hardworking I am and 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 just like you know I will pick up trash and you know get water you know always doing the um you know above and and I think that kind of helped with uh with my career a lot um but yeah I I think that there's just the difference is I've never seen other veterans out there or people that can relate should I say are you are you connected with veterans and media and entertainment? I am. Yeah. I actually just uh, became a member uh, earlier uh, this year, like this uh, uh, January. I decided to, you know, put in my name for it, and I've gone to a few meetings. They're awesome. I mean, yeah. the network is just amazing. So. Very cool. Um, there is. Um, I had a, f- a couple of friends that lived down in LA for a while, and and sort and. Was uh, not working with them, but knew some of the people there and and, and spoke highly of the um, the organization. Oh, yeah. So, um, I noticed on your under special. I'm on your website here. Uh, I noticed under specialized skills, uh, you have motorcycle listed. Do you ride? Yes, I do. I do, but I'm I I haven't ridden in a while because I don't have a I don't have a bike. Um, I I did one of the classes to get my license. So I got my license and every now and then, you know, if I have a friend that has a bike, I would just like go on just to refresh my skill. But uh, unfortunately, I don't have a bike. And I, I think it's honestly because I live in L.A. Um, 
you know, it's just the roads here are a little crazy. And I've gotten, I do have a lot of friends who've gotten into accidents. So I think that unless, you know, I move out into like suburby area, I would probably be more confident or comfortable with a bike, at least now. So what, um, What's what's something from your what's something that you gained or gleaned from your time in the military that you think is contributing to your success today? Um, I there's a lot of things that I've gained uh, in the military. I think most of it, most of all, will probably be my um, strength and um, my mental note, like. Basically, what I've always learned from it, from the Marines, is just like never to give up because you can't say you you can't, you know, you can't give up because if you do, you get in trouble and, you know, you pay for it. And I think that really helped me with my career because, you know, I, I do teach um, a group of women um, self-defense and just seeing women, like empowering women that just saying like, hey, I don't know if I can do this because I'm a girl or I can't do this because, um, you know, I'm big or um, you know, like, you know, or not healthy enough, or I'm older. I just, I just, I look at them in the eye and just like, no, you can do pretty much anything, you know, if you put your mind through it to it. And, uh, I think that kind of has carried me through my career today because transitioning from the military, starting back to square one as a receptionist and at MGM and being, you know, working my way up to the totem pole, I realized like, man, I didn't give up my dream. You know, I could do it because I was really focused. So, and then when I, so till today, um, you know, when I get people who say, Hey, we heard your story. I just think that you're, that's cool that you're doing what you're doing. Um, that would be really hard. And I'm always like, no, it's not, you know, if you really focus on your dream and just really work hard on it, you can accomplish anything. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, someone who's five foot, who's a woman, you know, who can graduate as a, um, you know, as a Marine, you know, can be a stunt woman. I think not, like anything is possible. Yeah, absolutely. How do you, how do you feel about, um, like when you, when you, in, in some of the productions that you've seen come out in the past five years, 10 years, even, um, and just other, in the way that people are writing about the military experience, experience people, the way that people are writing about the veteran experience, how do you feel about Hollywood's portrayal of, what it is to be a military service member and to be a veteran? Um, I believe that time has changed and they're doing a better job at it. Um, however, I feel that there still need more work in the business, in, in Hollywood. Um, just because currently, you know, when I see, when I see like military shows, which by the way, there's a lot of it, which I'm so proud and I'm so happy like military, like people are starting to, really immerse himself in knowing how the military is like. However, like one of the challenge I realized like, well, where, where's the female who, you know, again, I'm talking about women in the military. It's just like, there's not a lot of us, but yet when, when you see like commercials or, or, or anything media related to women, they always kind of portray us as like, um, either this like tough, like mean person, you know, or, or someone that's like broken, you know, and I just feel like, no, there's, there's women. Who, I, I know so many veteran, like women veterans are very proud of what they did, you know, regardless of what happened to them. And I just feel like I wish there's more of it to empower, because 
even like so when civilian um, people ask me like, oh, are, were you okay? You know, did something happen to you? I just feel like, you know, we're not all the same. I just think that that story needs to be heard. Um, is that women have the, we have our challenges um, as women in the military, and I just think that it should be portrayed more empowering in the media as in, instead of us, you know, the other way around. Awesome. But that's but like I said, I think time hopefully will change that, and hopefully I can see that through in my lifetime. But as of right now, I do notice that there are a lot of military shows, um, which I'm really proud of. Um, so, so yeah, I think we're moving on, you know, in a good way. Yeah. What a, you know, what are, what are some of your aspirations now? Uh, now that you've done sort of a grab bag of, of responsibilities there in the entertainment industry, like what, uh, what, what do you think is calling your name as far in the next two to five years? Are you looking to focus on the stunt stuff? Are you trying to get some more acting roles? You want to get more into producing where you want to be on that? Um, it's, it's funny that you asked me this because I lately, because of Veterans Day, I've just been getting a lot of, um, you know, people hitting me up for hearing my story and, um, which I'm really, you know, um, humbly, I'm really, you know, honored. And I just think it's like God's funny way of saying like, maybe this is what you're meant to do. Inspire others by just telling your story <laughs> because everything is very veteran, uh, relate, um, related, which I'm fine with. Um, I just haven't really had time to focus on, I guess, more of the stunt stuff and the acting stuff, but hopefully in the future. Uh, so my aspirations would be, if I can do everything that I'm doing now, but mastering in my stunts and acting, you know, as, as time goes on, I think that would be what I, I hope for. What, so. uh, what, what TV shows are you watching right now? Forge of fire. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Cause I, I guess I love knives, um, um, or weapons, uh, forge of fire. I was, don't make fun of me, but I was on like a vampire diary, you know, Um, but not a lot, um, some, uh, the new, the new girl, like, um, pretty much a comedy. I think comedy is pretty good. So, yeah. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Expedition Unknown. Oh my gosh. I love that show. I love that show. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Give me, give me a veteran or a veteran organization that you're familiar with, um, that, has you excited about what they're doing right now? Okay. Well, can I give you two? You can give me two. Awesome. Awesome. Well, first off, I, I work part-time um, when I'm not stunting or training or um, working other way. Um, I, I work at the National Veterans Foundation, which is a, um, basically it's a crisis hotline nationwide. Um, a lot. It's everyone that works there are vets and uh, people call us, um, you know, if they have issues, um, PTSD, or just really need someone to talk to and uh, one of my biggest thing, um, I'm a women's outreach coordinator for them. So what I do is just I go out, find other women veteran, and just kind of ask them or let them know that they're we're here for them if they need help with anything. It could be just trying to find benefits, resources. Um, so and also just connecting them together. You know, I'm finding there's not a lot of us in general. So I just like to find other women veteran and just really doing stuff together. You know, either if it's healing or just making us remember about, um, about when we served. So I think that's one thing that, um, one organization I love, um, because I work for them. And, but one other one that I'm thinking about joining is team Rubicon. Mm, Team Rubicon is awesome. 
Aren't they? They're super yes. cool. And um, what, well, I guess with all the extreme um, disaster, natural disasters lately, I, I just feel like in my heart, like I want to do something. And so I, I told my husband, I was like, next year, I think I really want to give back in a different way. Um, instead of just talking, I want to go back out there and start digging and, you know, might be using my electrician skills and start helping wire some stuff. Um, you know, but I think they're a really awesome organization. I know our Dela Cruz, um, I think he was on your podcast. And, uh, yeah. So we, every now and then, um, keep in touch and, but I just think what they're doing is amazing and I really want to be a part of that. So, yeah, yeah. We, um, uh, you know, team Rubicon is, is an organization that, uh, has been partnered with, with VA, uh, uh, for a while and um one that i think just about everybody in the veteran community appreciates you know and not in you know twofold right not only what they're doing for our local communities that are suffering from uh from a natural disaster but what they're doing for the veteran community and being able to provide veterans an opportunity to give back to their give back to their community and to serve their community and to serve their nation in a way um that is meaningful out, you know, after their military service. And I think that, I think that that's just as valuable. Yes, I totally agree. Um, Leapy, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's, uh, yeah. Um, thanks for talking to us about, uh, about your service and, and, and your acting. Is there, um, is there, should we be on the lookout for anything you're doing soon? Like do you got anything, uh, in the hopper or are you, are you working on auditions and other projects right now? Um, currently right now at this very moment, it's just auditions. Um, and I, like I said, I think that with all these amazing exposure as a veteran, um, I, I hope to in the future have some more gigs like this. So, but yeah, no, you know, it's just auditioning and, and um, inspiring others. To yes. I give up. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and we'll, we'll actually embed the, uh, the talk you did as storytellers, uh, in the post for, for this podcast so people can hear that so they can hear the talk that we've been referring to. Um, thank you, Leafy, so much for joining me. I appreciate your time and I appreciate, uh, you sharing your story. And most of all, thank you for your service to our country. Uh, thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. I served in Vietnam. I served in Iraq. No matter where you served or when, VA has benefits for veterans of every generation. To learn what benefits you may be eligible for, visit www.va.gov. I think in there you heard us mention an organization called Veterans in TV in entertainment or veterans in film and entertainment i believe it's actually now called veterans in media and entertainment but they're a really good organization i know i have plenty of friends that have that have connected with them and and have uh prospered because of it um you can check them out vftla.org uh connect with them and uh get in that community it's a really valuable one the medal of honor citation reading that i'd like to do today uh, is from the war with Spain. Uh, what I think is interesting about um, about these citations, when you get into some of these these much much older citations, um, and especially in these in these um, not smaller wars, but these wars that we don't really think about or talk about when we're talking about um, you know veterans, right? But you know there are a handful of Medal of Honor recipients um, from this war. Um, and they're interesting, and the, and the citations are interesting because they're so short and so 
uh, just sort of to the points. And, and I think we're, uh, when we read them, we're so used to hearing this lo- this longer narrative of this. We, we imagine just this scene from a movie of just heroism taking place. Um, but this one is Edward L. Baker Jr., uh, Sergeant Major in the 10th U.S. Cavalry. Um, this took place in Santiago, Cuba, 1st July, ni- uh, 1898. Uh, this was issued 3rd July, 1902. Left cover and under fire, rescued wounded comrade from drowning. And that's it. It's as easy as that. That is an act of heroism that absolutely should be recognized with this honor. And we honor Edward L. Baker Jr.'s service. That's right. That wraps up the first episode of 2018. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. The podcast is growing exponentially with listens and hits. I appreciate so much that you take the time to listen. You can join us on Twitter at DEPT Vet Affairs for more stories from our community. I'll see you next week. I'm Timothy Lawson. I'm signing off. <laughs>